Hi everyone, my name is Yosef Siegel and welcome to this week's edition of the AMM Torah Podcast. Before we get started, I just want to wish all of our listeners a ksiva tova and a good year for everybody, for all of us. We should all uh, have a have a successful year, a fruitful year, a wonderful year, just full of happiness. Um, and with that being said, said without further ado, let's get into the last Tvar Torah for this year uh, with Parshas Nitzavim. So something that I like to do from time to time is explain how the Mepharshim work. Because so many times we read a Pasuk and we see Rashi, uh, we see one of the other uh, classic Mepharshim on the Torah, classic commentaries, and uh, you know it just seems to work and it makes sense and we just take them to go along. But if you ever stop and think for a second, how exactly are they reading the Pesukim that all of a sudden they come out with this amazing shot? I didn't see that when I read the Pasuk. How do they see it? So this is one of those Divrei Torah that I like to call How the Mepharshim Work. Um, and we're going to uh, focus on a medrash, um, very famous medrash actually, found in this week's Parsha. Um, so medrash, uh, for those who don't know, um, is a combination of stories, mashalim, uh, general t- uh, bits of Jewish wisdom, um, and it's one of the most popular and enjoyable ways to study the Parsha um, because it can be understood by people of all ages and backgrounds and uh, levels of interest in actually learning the Parsha because um, there's so many different things in it and it usually has something uh, cute and cool and you haven't heard before. The difficulty is understanding where Medrash comes from, um, because all of a sudden we have all these stories and all these bits of information, and they just pull a Pusik and they say, here, this is where it is. Um, and you're like, hold on a second. First of all, where did the story come from? So the answer to that is that the information contained in Medrash is the history of the Jewish people, which is not all written down in the Torah. There's plenty that's not written down in the Torah and was passed along from generation to generation, uh, similar to the way all of world history um, is known nowadays because it's been passed on from generation to generation. So that's understanding where Medrash comes from, if anyone ever asks you. It is a tradition of the Jewish people. But Chazal pick out Psukim and they say, oh yeah, you, this is the Pasuk that says this, and it seemingly has zero connection to what Chazal are saying. Um, so the question that I want to uh, focus on this week is how do Chazal, um, how are Chazal able to deconstruct a Pasuk uh, in order to know all the, med- all the information that they find in the Medrash? So there's a Pasuk, two Pasukim at the beginning of this week's Parsha. Um, pretty much all of this Parsha is the beginning because it's only 40 Pasukim. Uh, so even though this is actually in the second Aliyah, but I think it's uh, some of the first 10 Pasukim of the Torah. Um, of the Parsha. So this is in Parakhov Test Pasuk Yud Gimel and Yudalad. So Hashem, uh, Moshe is quoting uh, Hashem, and not only with you, am I uh, forging this covenant and this oath? And this is now Pasuk Yudalad. Because I'm making it with those who are standing here today with us in front of Hashem. And with also with those who are not with us today. If you read the Psukim, the first thing that, that comes out is that it seems that Moshe is telling Ben Israel that the oath, the bris that Hashem makes with them, is not just on those who are around, it's also on those who are not around. Now, what Jews would not be around? So Rashi quotes a Medrash, which says that it's even with the generations who have not yet 
been born. So we have now a Pusik which is telling us that for millennia, even people who are nowhere, who, have, who are not even afterthoughts or any sort of havamina, that any sort of thought that they would ever come into the world, they are now being subject to an oath with Hashem, which they have no part in. Um, and the Mepharshim all ask, how is it possible, or how do you even see that this is true? How can the Medrash even say that this is how it would include? It just makes, doesn't make any sense. So in terms of how um, you, could be, you could subject someone who's not born to an oath, uh, practically, uh, is a different question. But uh, the Met- the Medrash, but the Medrash says it's not only those who were going to be. It's not only that those who were going to be born were subject to this oath. The Medrash says that they were all there. Every single neshama of any Jew that would ever be born was present there at the time. Now, this would certainly solve our question, solve our issue. But how do we see this in the Pesukim? So the Kliyakar uh, is Medayik in the Pesukim and how this Medrash works. So if you look at the first half of Pasuk Yudalad, right? Um, let me get it again. Ki es asher yeshno po imanu yom. I am making this with those who are standing with us today. And now let's look in the second half. Veis asher enenu po imanu yom. And with those who are not with us today. What do you see as the key difference in those two halves of the Pesukim? So the first half says, those who are standing with us today. And the second half says, those who are not here with us. So how come the first half of the Pusik uh, refers to people as uh, standing, and the second half doesn't say that they're not standing, which, you, which would be you know, equating the two halves of the Pusikim. It just says that they're not here. And the Kliyakar says that this is the point, this is the word in the Pusik, this is the Lushan of the Pusik, which shows us that this medrash is true, not just from our tradition, but also from the Torah itself. The people being referred to in the second half of the Pasuk are not standing because they have no capacity to stand. They are not physical beings at this point. They are still just spiritual beings. They are still just souls. And Hashem brought them here to be present at the time of this Shavuah so that everyone for all of history would be uh, subject to it, to this deal with him. And the Kliyakar goes on to point out other parts in this Pesukim and in this Pesuk and subsequent Pesukim uh, that solidify this point. But uh, this idea is, has already been established through this first point. Madrashim don't come out of nowhere. They have a solid tradition of being passed down through the generations, like we said, like all of world history is. And in addition to that, we have our own tradition buried in the Torah. The ultimate book of wisdom containing the secrets of the universe has our tradition in there waiting for us to uncover it. And that's just an, it's just an amazing idea to me um, and really hopefully should give you a better appreciation for how Mepharshim read the Torah and even more so for how Medrash works and how special it is that we have it. Thank you very much everyone for listening. For any questions, comments, or to subscribe to the email newsletter, please email me at amemtorah at gmail.com. That's A-I-M-E-M-T-O-R-A-H at gmail.com. The email newsletter will give you updates for Amem Torah, as well as the written version of the Dvar Torah in your inbox, along with an MP3 download of this podcast. The podcast is also available on iTunes. Just search for the Amem Torah podcast or my name, Yosef Siegel. Please check out the blog itself, Old Ideas for the Modern Mind, dot blogspot.com, 
where you can get the written version of this week's Dvar Torah, as well as the archived versions of the previous eight years of Amen Torah Divrei Torah. Please check out my website, hashkafahandbook.com, where this podcast is hosted, and learn more about my book, Reality Check, A Handbook of Hashkafa. And finally, please check us out on social media. We're on Facebook at facebook.com slash amemtorah, and on Twitter, Twitter handle at amemtorah. That's A-I-M-E-M-T-O-R-A-H. Thank you very much, everyone, for listening, and have a great job.